The workplace environment is constantly changing and due to new technologies, it's making it increasingly easier for employees to communicate and collaborate. My name is Luron and you're listening to HD Live Podcasts. And on this episode, I'm joined by Will McDonald and we'll be discussing the increasing demand for new collaboration tools in businesses and what benefits this may bring. Welcome, Will. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks, Lou. It's nice to be here. No worries at all. So could you start off by introducing yourself and your role at Startleaf? Yes. So um, as I say, as you said, thank you. My name is Will McDonald. I'm one of the founders at Starleaf. So the role I take on is, is Chief Technology Officer. And Starleaf is you know, primarily make it building collaboration tools for enterprises. And so it's, it's quite a, a technical solution. And so uh, as the chief technology officer, I'm really looking at representing the company and our technology in an outward facing manner. So to customers and, and to prospects, rather than in some companies, chief technology officers an inward looking function um, you know, worked on the engineering. So that's not what I am. I'm more of a, a technical spokesperson and evangelist for, for these new technologies and, and what they can do in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Um, so in, with these new technologies in the workplace, um, we're obviously seeing different sort of ages due to digital disruption and artificial intelligence. What kind of market trends are you currently seeing? Well, a lot of the market trends are being driven by what the employees are used to doing in their private lives. So the new the new especially the younger people, the millennials in the workforce, you know, they communicate at home using messaging and using video. So apps like, like WhatsApp or, or, um, or iMessage, that's the way people communicate nowadays. They, they don't just pick up the phone and call someone. These people think that's intrusive. And so they like to message first. And then when they do call people, they're going to use, they're going to use video. You, know, you, you see people walking down the street on their, on their phones talking to people on video. And I think that's driving a lot of the the business communications as well. If people are doing that in their personal lives and that's what they're comfortable with, they want to be able to communicate the same way when they're at work. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. And you're definitely seeing all the, like, it constantly improving. So, like, you have Facebook Messenger, Facebook calling, and then on WhatsApp, you can, like, now record your messages. So it's all about that human touch and, like, and more than just um, stepping on from just calling people. It's quite interesting, actually. Yeah. Um, do you see it as a, an advantage and a benefit? Um, I do. I do, because quite often you're not in a place where you can make a call. Mm-hmm. If you're in a meeting or you're on a train, you, you can't make a call, you, but you can message. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm sure we've all ended up in a situation, if you're messaging with, with someone rapidly, you end up with these cross messages. So you're in the middle of, middle of typing an answer to a question, and they're already asking the next question and so you get out of sync so when that starts happening that's the time that you really have to pick up the phone or call them in video and you know in our world we call it escalation and it's a very natural thing once it gets to that highly interactive state like messaging then stops working and you actually have to get on a real-time call Mm, definitely so with this like instant sort of communication do you feel like it would ever sort of overtake the traditional email style of contacting um, business people? Well, I think the important thing is to have one primary way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, I just got into this yesterday at work. Someone had sent me a, a document, but they sent it on email, but we were discussing it on chat. And they'd previously sent me a version of the document on chat, but the latest one was an email. And so I had the wrong version of the document. Mm-hmm. So. I think we get the biggest benefit if we have a primary tool 
<clears throat> that everyone uses. Mm, definitely, yeah. And I think businesses are like getting to that stage where they're deciding which one's more of a priority. Like, yeah, we have like uh, multiple channels like Slack now, which is more instant. Yep. And then like um, mail as well is quite instant as well now. So I think everyone's trying to up their game a bit. Um, so why do you think business leaders should uh, choose these new systems to collaborate and communicate? Like, What benefits do you think this could bring to a company? Well, I think it just makes the collaboration faster and more efficient. Mm-hmm. You know, The idea of having to schedule a meeting and, and wait for that time in order to be able to discuss the topic can, you know, that just slows down the whole process. Mm-hmm. So if you can just get your questions answered immediately, especially if it's just a quick one, then you know, I think that's going to speed up the whole collaboration project. Yeah. You know, each step, quite often, one step is holding up multiple other steps. And so being able to, you know, quickly move from from stage to stage in a project, I think just makes the project much faster. Mm. And I guess, um, yeah, it's definitely a, a, a positive going forwards. But I guess one of the biggest challenges might be for businesses to quickly adapt and react to that because um, a lot we, we all know about the multi-generational workforce and many people have been in the business for 20 30 years and to adapt to that change instantly might be a huge challenge do you not think yeah that is a bit of a challenge mm-hmm. and uh, th- i mean there's a whole uh, industry of change management to try and help people through that mm-hmm. and you know i think that is that's really important when you roll out one of these new tools making sure Everyone in the in the company is is well educated on how to use it, mm. and you know there's you then also have to start worrying more about security. If people are using their their computers and their mobile devices for this work based collaboration, you've got to be concerned about the security of it. Mm, definitely, um, yeah. Security is a is a huge issue in in today's day and age. Do you feel Do you feel like um, this new age of technology is an instant thing, or do you feel like it will take um, a good a matter of years to fully adapt to these changes? I think it will take... Well, it's going to be a big spectrum, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, the smaller, more agile companies, they're going to be adopting much faster. Larger enterprises, you know, banks and and insurance companies, they just move at a much slower pace. They've got more people. they've um, They've got even higher demands on security. And although they may want to move to these new tools, I think they find it quite hard. Mm, definitely. Do you feel like there are any other benefits in just making it um, efficient and quick? Like- well, the, the, I mean, I think, especially on the video side, so a big part of our solution is is using video. And video makes the communication much better. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the historical belief was that video conferencing is going to get rid of travel. And of course, it never does. You, you, can't, you can't replace face-to-face interaction. What it really does is it improves the communication over a phone call. And so when you're interacting with someone, you can really see those expressions. And when there's silence coming at the other end, you can now tell whether that's because they agree with you and they're just nodding or they disagree with you and they're frowning. Whereas on the telephone, you would never know that. So I think it will never replace the, the face-to-face interactions. Mm. Looking from a sort of in internal perspective, do you feel like this technology can positively impact culture within an organization? Yeah, it it can, especially if the tools that the company picks are tools that the users like using. Mm-hmm. If they enjoy using those tools, if they're as easy to use as the ones they use in their consumer world, then they are going to actually collaborate more, 
because the tools are, are, are fun to use. Mm -hmm. If they're, you know, basic things like emojis. Mm -hmm. Like, even emojis, they're so useful, and they've come from the consumer world. They're useful in the work world as well to try and help convey that information. If you're not on a video call, if you can't see the emotion, mm -hmm. then why not use emojis at work? And, and gifts as well. They normally well, I'm, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm not a millennial, so I'm struggling <laughs> with the gift thing. I haven't quite figured that out. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess uh, that's, that is another challenge, sort of finding those sort of tools that work for different organisations, because not one size fits all. I guess I think that's it's right. quite um, it's a big challenge and a step forward to be like, um, okay, it's, it's going to be different for a workforce of ten comparison to a workforce of ten thousand. Right, that's and, very and I, true. And I guess that. People manage it in different ways, I think. Yeah, that's, that's very true. You're right. Picking the right tool is, is crucial. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if, if the company doesn't pick the right tool, then you risk that groups of users are then going to pick their own tool. Mm -hmm. And quite often they'll pick the, the consumer version. I mean, earlier you were mentioning WhatsApp. If people in your business start using WhatsApp, it's disastrous because the messages are all stored on the device and you have no control of who's using them. So, I mean, we had this at work quite recently. We hired a, quite a senior employee, um, not from a competitor, but they had been using one of our competitor's products. And they, so we were able to get lots of information about the issues they were having because that employee was still on all the WhatsApp groups. And no one knew, no one was paying attention to the fact that that employee had left that company and so she was getting all the messages. They're having this problem, they're having that problem. And it could have been much worse. I mean, they could, if, if you hired someone from somewhere strategic within the company, they could be on all the planning meetings, the project planning meetings, and they'll be getting information because they're on the group and no one's removed them. Mm -hmm. How do you know what groups they're on? Mm -hmm. As long as they don't say anything back, they could be on there for months. So I think, you know, companies should, they should have policies you know, stopping people from using WhatsApp at work, it really is disastrous. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And that's, that's a good point, actually, because um, I guess um, with um, a platform like Google, um, a lot of companies use like Google Drive and everything like that, mm -hmm. and it's quite difficult to, well, if someone leaves a company, then they might still be in the, within the internally in the software. So. Google Drive's not so bad because there's a business version which controls it. Oh, okay, when, you get, when, you get, when you leave the company, you lose your access. Mm -hmm. So Google Drive's designed for business. And us is our tools. And in our tool, if you leave the company, you delete your account, you're immediately taken away from all the groups. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, and that's even a difference because all the messages are stored in the cloud, you don't even have access to the historical message. So in a WhatsApp case, you still have, uh, have access to everything from before mm -hmm. you were terminated. Yeah, definitely. So I think picking a good business quality tool that's got the right security is, is really key. Do you, do you feel like there is enough tools out there um, for every business? Oh, there, there's there's plenty of tools. I think it's it's really a question of, as you were saying, finding the right one for mm -hmm. the right fit. Mm -hmm. And maybe the one, a single one, doesn't fit for the whole organization, especially with bigger organizations. You know, some tools you mentioned Slack earlier might be good for an engineering team, but it's too complex for you know some of the people who are in normal management who are not technical. Mm -hmm. You need something very simple. Mm -hmm. So, for a business like um, Starleaf, do you have 
um, tools that sort of fit everyone, or do you have um, versatile tools? Yeah, well, for for our company, the the tool we use obviously is our own tool, mm-hmm. and we, that's what we use internally because we've got a. <laughs> if it doesn't work for us, it's certainly not <laughs> going to work for our customers. <laughs> and and it is it's very scalable. We have we have companies with seven thousand users using our our tool, and we have other companies with half a dozen. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've opted for the model. Uh, are very simple. So we we actually have uh, exactly the same uh, workflow as you'd get with WhatsApp, but with the security. So just create groups, you can have one-to-one chats, you can go from a chat to a call really easily. So anyone who's using WhatsApp in personal life can use our app in business. Unlike you were mentioning Slack, which is quite complex. They have different kinds of channels and Mm -hmm. chats and groups and projects. And a lot of non-technical people find that quite overwhelming. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think another challenge for if more companies are adopting this technology is, at, in one sense, it could increase efficiency and productivity, but it could potentially decrease it in a sense. So you've hit on a really uh, interesting topic there, because on the video conferencing side, you know, when people have organized a meeting and it's going to be a video meeting, mm-hmm. one of the things that people complain about, well, first of all, one of the things they do is they don't switch on their cameras. Mm-hmm. And there's a big cultural thing within an organization there where people are reluctant to switch on their cameras. And, you know, I for one, well, I'm in the video business, so I think it's ridiculous. Um, because if you're in the office, you wouldn't go into a meeting and put a paper bag over your head. Yeah. So if you're working remotely, why shouldn't you be seen? And then the question comes, if you're not got the camera on, what are you doing behind that camera? And is usually you're doing something else. You're doing email, you're distracted. And so I think one of the big benefits of enforcing video is everyone has to pay attention. So the meetings end up happening much faster. People, because people are, are paying attention, you don't miss something, no one has to repeat anything. And even down to simple things, even if you're not got good enough video quality, maybe you're working in a Starbucks that you can't actually see people's expressions, you don't get that benefit. But at least you can see everyone who's there. If they run off to the bathroom, you know they've left mm. rather than they're just being quiet. So I think there's a big efficiency thing that comes out of video, but some people see it as negative. I can't do my emails because I have to pay attention to my meetings. Well, if you didn't need to be in the meeting, don't turn up. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, that that remote working that you said, people being away, was quite interesting actually, because that sort of a, that approach to new flexible working makes it easier for managers and, and business leaders alike to sort of keep track of their employees, so they can have a meeting at the start of the day and then yeah. set their goals, and, and it's really helpful actually. Um, but one one thing that um, I've come across personally. Um, in the HR spaces that and when you have group channels like Slack, you have so many group channels and it's hard to maintain because everyone's sort of um, pinging messages everywhere. So it becomes a bit too overwhelming. Like you said, that's probably a big challenge, for, yeah. especially among global businesses yeah. as well. So. Yeah, it is. Uh, the way we address that in our product is we have a concept of favorite groups mm-hmm. that you can put separately. And so you can see messages that come in your favorites, which are the ones that you have to pay attention to. Whereas the other groups about more generic stuff you can leave in your mainstream and look at the one you have time mm, yeah that, that probably helps things out actually a bit more um so we talked about this previously before about one size doesn't fit all but um in this new sort of era of communication do you feel like there are any s- specific 
sectors or industries who are likely to not adapt to these changes and just sort of um, stay with the traditional sense of communication? Well, I'm in that business. I think everyone should adapt to it. Of course, Lou. <laughs> yeah, of course, I'm everyone not, should. <laughs> I'm not going to say there's anyone who shouldn't be buying my product. I mean, I mean, struggle to, like, struggle to change. Um, well, most of these new collaboration tools for video conferencing and for meetings, uh, they're all they're all cloud based now. No, you know, the the days of buying on premise infrastructure is is gone. And even if you look at Microsoft, their their whole their new teams, it's all cloud based. There is no on prem option. So I think even those very large, slow moving enterprises are going to be forced into using online tools, which by their very nature are going to be, you know, dispersed, allow people to join remotely because that they're they're in the cloud. That that's the way they're gonna work. Mm-hmm. So I think ultimately we'll all be on it. Okay, fair enough. And then I think it's about making these tools as accessible as possible to everyone and make them as simplistic and easy to access and easy to use. And that's probably the biggest biggest step on to help everyone use it. That sounds like the start of Salesforce. <laughs> <laughs> I should work for you, yeah. <laughs> right yeah, the, the other... So, yeah, although it's, it's great, as, as I was saying, it doesn't replace travel. And I think one of the... The risks for, for businesses is it's going to make people too comfortable with working from home. I mean, working from home and having, being able to work from home and having that ability to communicate well while you're working from home, that's great. But I think there's also a risk that people take it too far because you can't get the same level of interaction working from home as you can in the office. You know, the... The little question that I'm just not sure about, if you're sitting next to me, I'll just turn around and ask you. But it's not important enough for me to pick up the, the phone or, or get onto video to ask you it. And so I think that is a risk, is, is overdoing it, overdoing mm-hmm. and, and, and relying on the tools too much. And so, you know, people coming into the office is always valuable. Mm-hmm. And, and that gets you into the meeting rooms. So <laughs> if you're going to have a meeting and half of the people are in the office, then having a good solution in the meeting room is also really important. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of the things that we do that's different is we actually have a solution that ties into these collaboration tools in the meeting room rather than people having to bring in their laptops in, in, the, in the meeting room. You know, you have these big screens in the meeting room, but quite often you'll see people huddled around a laptop. And mm-hmm. so I think integrating the meeting rooms is, you know, especially for these big businesses, is, is a really important part of the solution. Yeah, definitely crucial. And making it easy, I think. And then overseas, like these global workforces that work in all different areas of the world, I think that sort of new collaboration tool is quite, it's quite easy to use. And then I didn't actually think about the remote working either because um, that's becoming more of a common thing and more more people are uh, working from home two, three times a, two, yeah. times a week. And I, and I think um, remote working actually sometimes can negatively impact culture and productivity. Because I, I guess a lot of people do find working from home as a good thing, as you're in your own space, you can take your time and you're away from the office, but then you're not, you're not seeing your co-workers at all. And I think technology yeah. could sort of see that and aid that in a way, but it can't fully really substitute it, which is yeah. a bit of a shame. So. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. If you are working from home, having these collaboration tools makes that a better experience. But it's still not as good as being in the office. Mm. And so it's improved it, but... You know, I think it hasn't it hasn't made working from home as good as being in the office. Just yeah. like you're just like you're saying. Yeah, I can never relate it. That's just because I can never work from home. <laughs> <My productivity laughs> <sits down. laughs> um, final like comment for me. Um, 
if in the next like 10 to 15 years do you feel like this will definitely take over the world of work this new collaboration tool or do you feel like it's going to be longer than that it's going to take even longer to adapt to this new age for all businesses well in the, the technology world it's really hard to predict you know what the next thing that's going to come along and uh, and, and change the way we, we communicate mm-hmm. so in the next you know, 10 years yeah commu- I, th- I think even from now communication will look really different mm-hmm. uh, I, you know I, I wouldn't like to say what that's going to be but I think you know I think we're going to see more and more adoption of of these interactive collaboration tools uh, with video and chat and messaging and screen sharing to allow people to collaborate that's just going to that can only increase but what comes next you know it's you know i i, I don't know mm, yeah, i don't know where it's going <laughs> i mean the, you mentioned slack earlier that's that's a classic example the the slack company didn't set out to build a messaging platform they were doing something else completely different i, I don't remember what but they built slack on the side so they could communicate better and that whole messaging concept they were one of the first people to do it. And now we consider messaging group chat to be an integral part of our collaboration tool. Hmm. Yeah, it's it, a necessity now. It's a necessity. And it came out by accident. <laughs> so, I, you know, 10 years is a long time to, to make a prediction. Yeah, we, yeah we, it's uncertain. Yeah, it definitely. certainly is uncertain. Well, thank you for so much for your time, Will. It was wonderful to have you. And I definitely learned a lot and it's very insightful about the new collaboration tools. Well, thank you, Lou. It's, it's been a pleasure to be here. Great. Um, so thank you for listening to HRD Live. Be sure to tune in next week where we'll be talking to a new guest. See you then.